T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is a Browns victory Tuesday. That's not really a thing, but since I felt like yesterday's victory Monday came out like a wet fart today, I am now establishing this as a Browns victory Tuesday, Dustin Fox. Well, I, I would take some blame for that because I, I sort of put the wet blanket on the, the victory Monday. I wasn't trying to be negative. 
You were a little uh, bit of a dusty downer. Maybe it was because I listened to the morning show yesterday, and and they kind of put me in a bad place. But uh, no, I I'm just, I'm just I'm happy about the win. It's a nice victory. Everyone's you know happy, but it's it, in the end. I mean, the Browns are not going to the playoffs, and and that's disappointing, obviously. So um, I I'm just you know it's it's like a it's like a wet blanket. The the, the win was a wet blanket. We're in this weird position. Where the yeah. Browns, I think, are kind of set up to have a nice run here. Um, this Saints game's interesting. I, I think the thing that makes it interesting or that could be the equalizer is weather, um, depending on what kind of weather we have on Saturday. But, like, the Commanders, I think, is the only game I really am in doubt of. You should beat the Steelers. You should beat the Saints. And I think it's a toss-up with the Commanders, even though they kind of have the better record than you but you're both playing good ball recently. So it's so weird to be sitting in this position of, I think nine and eight is realistic. I think eight and nine is probably the most realistic, but like if you had told me at four and seven, Hey, they're going to finish the season and be uh, eight and nine or nine and eight. I would say, Oh, okay. So when Deshaun came around, they kind of finished the season strong and it doesn't feel like the, that, that idea that we would have had at four and seven matches up with the reality now, now that they've won three of four and have a chance of, of you know, winning their last three games here. Yeah, listen, I mean, I, I, the Saints are, are, are kind of an average team. Um, saw some of that, that game against the Falcons. The Falcons have kind of given up on the season. They're going with uh, Desmond Ritter there. So, um, but they still kind of fought and you know, the Saints get that win. But like the Saints are coming in here as, as a, a three-point dog against Deshaun Watson and I mean you're, you're playing Andy Dalton you know th there's there's no reason the Browns shouldn't be heavily favored in this game and should win this game now I'll say this I am a little concerned about the Nick Chubb injury mm. uh, heard, heard coach Stefanski talk about that the foot injury is, is a little bit concerning with with him not practicing and all that stuff but um, look the weather's going to be miserable you talked about it there in the, in the open there Nikki and we're, to, we're bringing a team that plays in a dome from New Orleans to play in potentially blizzard-like conditions on Saturday afternoon. And it's Andy Dalton who isn't good in, like, normal weather. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about him, though, I mean, he, he did play in Cincinnati, and, and he's played in Col the, the North for a long time, so he's used to the weather. Uh, Andy Dalton, okay, so he, I'll say this about Dalton. Mm. You don't want Dalton in prime time. Dalton in any other time, like a 1 o'clock start for Dalton is fine, but if you put him on Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night, he's going to lose every time. Any other time, you, you don't know which Dalton you're going to get. You could get good, good Andy Dalton. And, look, they've got playmakers. Um, you know, they've got they've, they got, they got a Buckeye. Wide receivers having a, having a pretty good year, too. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but the Browns should win this game. Dustin, are people afraid of a Mangini finish here? Um. You know, it's funny. I, I heard the morning show a little bit as I was driving to the airport this morning as, uh, as I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth now uh, for my game on Thursday. And, and I, I, I was listening to the guys talking, and it was kind of funny because I, I think it was maybe even Owen who, who, who jumped in and, and, um, and had, had some kind of funny comments too because what, what's happening here is the Browns are in a position to finish 9-8, and eight, mm -hmm. right, and – you know, listen. That's that. But by all accounts, that's you'd happy with it with a, a record above 500. Certainly not with this with this caliber of a team, this caliber of a roster, and all that stuff. But um, 
a nine and eight finish would, would be you, you take it at, at this point. I mean, you want to win every game. The problem with that is we've been talking for two years about firing Joe Woods mm-hmm. and how the defense has struggled, how the defense has regressed, how there's been areas of this team that have regressed, including the special teams as well. And the the concern is, okay, if you do win all all, all these these final games and you finish nine and eight, does that mean we're status quo? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's scary. So because be, because I I don't think you want to be in a position where you don't make changes just because you finished nine and eight. I don't think, and this is because there's there's the should and there's the will be. I don't think that any amount of a finish to the season, even if they just the defense goes on a tear the final three games, I don't think anything should save anyone's job. I mean, granted, like I don't think it should save Stefanski's job either, because I don't think his job is in need of saving if you go nine and eight. But like, um, I guess the thing is, I I I can't remember who was with us. I can't remember if it was Jason Lloyd or Daryl Ryder said this. The die has been cast, and. If Kevin Stefanski doesn't make changes to his staff, to me, it that that speaks to a much larger issue. Yep. To me, that speaks to Kevin Stefanski wants to win, but he doesn't want to win so badly, he'll do what's necessary to win. So I'm not looking at the end of the season and worried about a Mangini finish. Because, and again, you know, 2009, Eric Mangina was 1-11. They had already hired Mike Holmgren, given him five years, uh, $50 million. They were getting ready to blow Eric Mangini out of the water. Uh, Eric wins the last four games of that season. And by the way, takes you out of prime position for the number one pick. And you go get the number fifth pick. And uh, I think it was the number fifth pick, if I'm remembering correctly, or number seventh pick. And they don't fire Eric Mangini because of those final four wins. And the reality, the the difference to me is Eric Mangini had only been on the job for 12 games when that happened. So Joe Woods, there's a, there's a body of work here. There really is. And if Kevin Stefanski looks at that body of work and says, all right, a defense that is habitually underperformed, even though the, the last half of last year, they kind of put it together. But overall, they've habitually underperformed through most of the last two years. If that's enough for him, to me, it tells me that it's only a matter of time before you're finding a new head coach. Because I don't know anybody would tolerate. I actually look at this. At, I look at the Mangini finish here of winning out the rest of these games, winning four straight to end this season and go to 9-8. and eight. I think it's a great test of Kevin Stefanski. Right, because I don't think in this scenario, Dustin, he would be forced to fire guys by uh, whether it's Andrew Barry, Paul De Podesta, or Jimmy Haslam. So then it comes down to: Does Kevin Stefanski know his head from his ass, and can he really lead this team? So I think I think in a lot of ways we're going to find out a lot by if they do win out, how Kevin Stefanski conducts himself. Because if he does what you said, which is stay the course then he's not a good head coach, he's not a good leader, and all the fears that you and I espoused last week, um, all those things are probably true. You know, the the players defensively have, have certainly had some issues with Joe Woods' system, um, not just this year, but last year as well. And I, I do think the Browns have good players. For whatever reason, they're not putting him in position, and the players aren't, aren't executing. And so... I, I don't think that you should look at 
the finish to the season and just dismiss how things have gone, you know, not just this year, but last year as well. And, you know, Nick, you and I were talking, I, I was going to bring this up because, you know, I'm doing the, the Baylor Air Force game on Thursday night and Dave Aranda, the coach for Baylor, um, and Baylor, you know, they, they were 12-2 and two last year, won the Big 12, you know, won the Sugar Bowl, had a great year. And Dave Aranda's defensive coordinator, Ron Roberts, who he's been with, like, for forever, he's older than him, uh, he just fired him mm-hmm. because the defense was not good enough. And, like, that's an uncomfortable thing to do in this profession, and it's one of the hardest parts about the profession when you are a coach is to let people go. And, and to try and find change and make change when you feel it's necessary. But change is necessary with the Browns. It cannot be status quo going into next season. And, and like you said, Nick, I'm with you 100%. I, I think that if it is status quo, then Kevin Stefanski will be a dead man walking. So what's interesting about what you just said, the Ron Roberts thing is, is really interesting because Ron Roberts is responsible for teaching defensive football to like 10 really prominent uh, Division One head coaches or defensive coordinators right now. Pete Golding of Alabama is another guy that kind of learned at his in, at his feet. And Dave Aranda and him literally. You mentioned go go back twenty years. Dave Aranda literally learned football from Ron Roberts. And Dave Aranda was like, "Yeah, yeah this just wasn't enough." It, just to put it in perspective, it would be like let's say Nick Saban worked for Kirby Smart and Kirby Smart fired Nick Saban. Yep. Like that's, kind of, that's kind of what it would be like. Yep, or it would, or it would be like um, Josh McDaniels firing Bill Belichick. Great point. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's just, it, it's, it, but yet, Dave Aranda, oh, and by the way, uh, Baylor won, what was it, 12 games last year? 12 and 2. So, Best record they've ever had. <laughs> so this year was a disappointment. And I just, I just, I don't know. Maybe I want them to win out because I do want to see, like, can Kevin Stefanski step up and be the leader that is necessary? Because one of the things that I hate that happens in football, I hate that it takes an organization or a GM to compel a head coach to do the right thing. And I think guys confuse loyalty with being a bit of a wuss. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope Kevin Stefanski can step up. I hope he can do the right thing. But I'll say this. I'm rooting for the Browns to win out. Because there is still that 1% of chaos. Actually, uh, Hard Rock Sportsbook actually just sent to you and I on Twitter. Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. They actually just sent out the scenarios that the Browns would make the playoffs. So I do want that to be kind of a underlying story. I want the Browns to play to the final whistle. So I'm not going to root for them to fail. But I also don't think it lets them off the hook for making the changes that I think are, are that I think this coaching staff has earned. We got some reaction from the Browns locker room. We're going to get into uh, a lot of love for Jarvis Landry uh, in in the next like hour, Dusty. But uh, you know, we're we're just getting to the conversation of of what a uh, going full Mangini, winning out the rest of this season would mean for the Browns. And I do want to get to something in just a second here. But uh, we had somebody here, uh, Mayfield's tears unbiased observer saying on Twitter, I'm willing to bet the Browns will make some changes at coaching this offseason, but Stefanski will not be fired no matter what they do the next three games. He deserves a chance at coaching an elite quarterback for a full season. To me, I'm stuck somewhere, but I I don't know I agree with the theory he deserves a, a, a chance at coaching an elite quarterback for a full season, but if they went out, even though I still have my doubts about Stefanski, 
I'll just be honest with you. Like I, I think, I think going from four and seven to nine and eight should absolutely be rewarded, whether we have doubts about Kevin Stefanski long term or not. Nick, sorry, you cut you cut off for one second there. How dare you? I just made like the greatest point of my radio career. I, I heard the start, and then I'm like, oh, dang it! <laughs> no, no, no. So basically, I listen. I I know that I don't know Kevin Stefanski deserves anything because I don't. I'm not firmly aware if he's a good head coach or not yet. Yeah. But if you go from four and seven to nine and eight, I do think you have to reward that guy with a full season next year because. Over 17 games, he did get you. He got. He took you from the abyss right back into the the kind of auspices of the playoff conversation, even if they never really have a chance. Yeah, I mean, you you did get Deshaun Watson back, and if if things play out where you finish nine and eight, you will have went five and one with Deshaun Watson, which is. Remember, remember when I was saying, "Hey, you got to win every game with Watson when he comes back." You're expecting to do that, and um, he will put him in certainly a position to to be very close to that. So, um, look, I don't I don't think that it, look if they if they go nine and eight, Stefanski's not getting fired. Mm-hmm. Okay, my concern, and this is what we're talking about now, is will they make changes? I because also- they just cannot sit still on a team that. Again, it's still a disappointment, by the way. Nine and eight is a disappointment for this team. Uh, it's so weird because I, I think you're right. If you had gone nine and eight and made the playoffs, it wouldn't be a disappointment. But nine and eight without the playoffs, it's like 2007 with Romeo. Like, we don't really ever celebrate that season. They won 10 games. It was the best season they've had or the second best season they've had now since since mm-hmm. 1999. And we never talk about it because they didn't make the playoffs. So I I, yeah. I agree with you on that. Like, even if you get above 500, there's still an aspect of this that it's disappointing. But it does feel like to me, and I, I, I don't, I don't know if this is fans. I don't know if this is media. I also listened to the morning show yesterday, and uh, and had to dig out of the same emotional hole that you had to dig out of. Um, there is a part of me that wonders if people want this Browns team to fail. Um, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't mean like in a. Uh, like in kind of like an evil way or like a bad fan way, but I I don't know that this team is and I say this team I'm 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 talking a lot about the defense. Um, I don't know this team is is beloved. I don't know people have full trust in this coaching staff. As I'm and by the way, even even people who don't think Kevin Stefanski uh, should be fired, I, I think have a distrust of this coaching staff. And I don't know, like. I think if this team had played with a little bit more heart defensively throughout the season, mm-hmm. it might have earned a little bit more love. I don't know that I don't know that Cleveland is in love with this iteration of the Browns team. Yeah, let me ask you this question, Nick. Is is this iteration of the Browns uh an unlikable team? Um I think they have been, yeah. Like I don't I've gone because I, I I'm I am impressed by winning three of the last four games. The Cincinnati game still pisses me off, but I think coming back after the Cincinnati loss, where you lost because of sloppiness, not because of how hard you played, mm-hmm. but coming back to win, even though it's a game you should have won, even though it was a game that you know if you don't win, we're you know burning things in effigy, like. I don't necessarily dislike. There was a part of this season, Dustin, where I disliked this team. And again, I want to. I, I dislike this defense. 
where they were finger pointing and they were bitching and moaning and and they were you know subtweeting Joe Woods and they were subtweeting each other. With that team, I did not care for. But seeing as how they've kind of, I don't want to say completely, but at least mostly buried a lot of that stuff. Um, I have gone from like dislike to just kind of apathy defensively about the the people on this team. I, I dislike a lot about the defense. I'll say that. I mean, it's not that I dislike them as people. I just don't like. I don't like the way they play. I don't like the effort at times. I don't like the inconsistency um, of this of this defense right now, and it, it's it's tough. Um, and it, again, we've gone through like two different seasons here with the first half before Deshaun, then after Deshaun, and. You know, seeing these guys the last couple weeks sort of play a little bit harder, it's just frustrating because you want to see a team that's together, that's going to fight hard every single week. You know what you're going to get with this team. You just don't even know. It's so tough because what you just said there, I I think there's a lot to it. Like, if this team was just inconsistent because of talent, um, or, or like meaning like the defensive tackle was your biggest issue and it was so glaring and that's the only issue you had. Or if it was just Joe Woods. I think we I listen, we do this all the time. We make excuses for for teams and for players that we love. That's not just a Cleveland thing, that's a sports thing. The problem is it was playing as a team, but defensively. It was uh throwing Joe Woods under the bus. It yep. was um guys kind of being selfish. And it just became too many things it became too many holes in the dam to plug in terms of like making excuses for what you saw. The Browns are one of the 12 worst defenses in the NFL, not entirely because of Joe Woods. But when this, when this team just decided, Hey, we're going to coast or we're not going to play hard consistently, but then consistently also teased you with their upside, like in that Bengals game. Yep. Yeah. I, I, again, I don't, I don't, cause I don't want to make it a whole thing. Cause I think it's more than just the defense, but yeah, I, I feel like, I don't know, like, do you think people actually want to go to the playoffs? Uh, This year? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Of course they do. Because it doesn't, like, when I hear other people talk about it, and again, this is more of a media thing than a fan thing. Um, I don't, I just feel like people have been trying to call this season over mm-hmm. for five weeks, six weeks, and it's the earliest I've ever seen that happen like there were times when the Browns were like four and nine and just they had no talent and they were destined to lose out the final three games of the regular season and we were like you know they got a chance mathematically they got a chance and now like it it felt like an arms race who can say the Browns season is 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 over and a failure quicker and I, I I've tried thinking why is that um Again, I don't want to accuse anybody in the media of rooting for the Browns to fail, but I do think it's kind of in line with what we talked about. Like, I think people have wanted to shut down any playoff talk in part because they don't really feel a kinsmanship with this team, and in part because I think they – listen, I think we realize if this Browns team goes to the playoffs, I don't know we can trust them to win, and more importantly, it's going to be a circus. And I think people hope – I think this is the one time where if you could choose that the circus doesn't leave town, and the, or rather the circus does leave town and doesn't go national, and that doesn't drag Cleveland's name into the mud, 
I think people might choose that. At least that's what I'm getting, the kind of apathy I'm seeing on the Cleveland Browns. I'm curious to hear from the fans. You know, we've we've had a conversation about it. I, I don't know. I I think that there are a certain segment of fans that that feel that way, but I but I do think there's a lot of fans out there that want to win and maybe still have belief or hope that they can they can squeak in. I sent you the uh, uh, in case people care. Uh, there is uh, the the way that the Browns playoffs. These five things have to happen: the Raiders have to go two and one or worse, the Jets have to go one and two or worse, the Patriots have to go one and two or worse, the Dolphins have to go zero oh and three, the Chargers have to go zero oh and three, the Ravens have to go zero oh and three, the Jaguars have to go two and one or worse, or the Titans have to go two and one. And of course, the Browns have to win every game. Not 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 that difficult, right? Yeah. Well, and by the way, it's just five of those things have to happen. Not all of them have to happen because I think it's Correct. like seven things. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, That's I, still a lot of things, bro. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it isn't. But like, 216-578-0092. Do you still want this team to go to the playoffs? Because I, I have a feeling that there is still a, a fair amount of people listening right now that that might disagree with with kind of the loud minority of people who are negative about this franchise. But I, it's so weird. I don't think I remember seeing this much Browns apathy, and it's not just apathy, because um, I think there's a huge swath of ap- uh, apathy about it, and I think there's a lot of, like, there's an undercurrent of anger. Like, the Browns have killed Browns Twitter. Like, the last, like, month, the last, like, six weeks, and listen, Twitter, not a place for puppies, sunshine, and rainbows. I totally get that. But... When, when I notice that uh, Twitter is even more negative, like when when when, uh, when I see people going full Randy Quaid in Major League Two after uh, the Ravens game, so what? They're going to blow it. It doesn't matter. And like that's like the prevailing notion. Like, and I, I don't think it's just Twitter. I think that's one example of it. But it's just, it's so weird that there's this weird mix of apathy and anger. And I think it, like, a lot of you guys are great when you call in. But, like, I'll just see it in, in some of, like, your body language. And it's just, it's just such a weird place. And I get it. Like, the ex- they have fallen off the expectations. I get it. But it's just, it's a level of negativity I didn't expect. Specifically yesterday. I, I kind of felt like, and I don't mean just you, buddy, but like I, I kind of felt this way listening to the morning show. I felt this way being on Twitter this weekend. I kind of just logged off because it was like, I was like pumped. Like, listen, the game doesn't have to have a lot of implication other than beating Baltimore for me to have some sort of a sports arousal. And it just felt like any time I was like, man, you know what? That wasn't that wasn't a bad win. Oh, but Deshaun sucked. And by the way, if you think Deshaun sucked, I, I think you were just box score watching oh but it doesn't matter they're not making the playoffs and it just like it almost bowled me over with negativity and i just i maybe i'm trying to get into the crisp after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Spirit, but I just, it caught me way off guard and has all week long, or weekend long. Let's get some calls on this. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go with uh, Ray. Welcome to the show, Ray. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, Ray. Yeah, hey, what's up? But that's up, Dust man. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, at 234, Michigan still sucks. You know that, right? Oh, that's that. That's confirmed. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> I think we're stuck with this Browns thing because we were all and you're wrong. We're all in on this team. We love this team. True Browns fan. We we love this team. The problem is, is that they this coaching staff just sucked the life out of this team. And out this city, we at the beginning we had no expectation, but then we saw ourselves being in being one of the best teams in the central, winning games. We and, and, and being there, and then we start losing. So I think when you ask that question about going to the playoffs, it's a double-edged sword. Like we want this team to succeed and go to the playoffs, but we we know as Browns fans who've been here, we know we, we give you we give you mad props because you're here now, but you wasn't here. So we see a bad coach. So if they make it to the playoffs, they definitely going to keep this coach, and, we, and we're going to get worse. Let me ask you, Ray, real quick, buddy. If I could say right now, uh, I can guarantee you the playoffs or guarantee you firing either Joe Woods or Kevin Stefanski, what would you choose? What's on the back end? How many years of the playoffs do we get if, if we fire if we fire Kaspansky? How many years of the playoffs are we going to be in contention? No, that's, that's not that's that that's a that's a and or. This is very simple. If if well, I, I gave you Ray the choice giving, to choose giving, between playoffs you, this year or firing, you get you get the your pound of flesh firing a coach. What would you choose? The fire the coach. That's crazy to me. Like, listen again. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty out on Kevin. I'm, this is as out as I've been on Kevin Stefanski, Dustin. And they've won three or four games, but I would choose the playoffs every time. Like, I, oh man, that my my brain is melting right now. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. If I could, if I could give you individual Browns fan the choice, and we're gonna start with Gary when we come back. You can make the playoffs with this Browns team this year. Or I can give you the power to fire Kevin Stefanski, Joe Woods, Mike Prefer, whoever the hell you want. What would you choose? You and I got into this conversation based off of this idea of what a, a full man genie should mean for the Cleveland Browns, right? And that means winning out the final three games of this year. That would put you at 6-1 and one in your last seven games of the season and 5-1 and one with Deshaun Watson. Yep. In and of those things, if I had just told you this is how the season would end, I think a lot of people would be pleased with that idea. But as part of that, we got the idea that, listen, right or wrong, I just I just get a sense of either apathy or immense negativity about this Browns team. And so we had a caller at the end of the last segment, and I said, if, if I could choose, or if you could choose, 
you being the, the, the ambassador of Browns Nation with the sports gods, and you're in conference and they say, uh, Ray, we're going to let you choose what happens. The Browns make the playoffs, and right now they have less than a 1% chance of that happening, or uh, you get to fire Kevin Stefanski and or Joe Woods. And Ray said he would fire the head coaches. Yeah, and- that, that to me that's, that's asinine. I mean, any fan out there of this team that – would rather not make the playoffs and fire the coach is, is ridiculous because number one, if you, if if this team does make the playoffs, like that was the goal, you don't fire coaches that reach the goal. That's that's crazy. Yeah, this is like people who say I don't want Ohio State in the playoffs if they're just going to lose. That's a first world problem, and not just that. It means Kevin Stefanski would have made the playoffs in two of his first three years as a head coach. The last time the Browns had gone to multiple playoff appearances in a three-year span was the late 80s. Most people listening were prepubescent the last time (laughs) the Cleveland Browns had made two playoff appearances in the span of three years. And oh, by the way, like if you go six and one down the stretch, I I think the the surest sign of a well-led and well-coached team is winning in December and January. Again, I don't know how likely this is. You and I talked about the uh, the scenarios. They would have to have five of these ridiculous scenarios for for the Browns to go ahead and make the playoffs. It's incredibly unlikely. But give me playoffs every time. If you could guarantee the Browns were going to lose in the first round of the playoffs, and I wouldn't give a damn. Right. And Agreed. by the and by the way, I actually think if you put this team in the playoffs. Where, where's this Browns team under Kevin Stefanski played its best under the bright lights there? Yeah, I mean, they, when, when, when it's, when it matters, you know, like, like if you put them in the playoffs, who would they they'd be the seven seed? Who would they pl- end up playing? I'm not sure exactly right be the now. Two but, seed. So that's uh not, that's Buffalo, right? Yeah. I mean, that'd be tough, but I, I would, I'd, I'd sign up for it right now. I, uh, I don't know. I'm afraid to take calls, but I made a promise. Gary, if I could get, if you on behalf of Brown's nation were uh, commiserating with the NFL gods and you could either decree the Browns make the playoffs or they don't make the playoffs and that allows Kevin Stefanski and or members of his coaching staff to get fired, what would you choose? Well, I'm going to say that's a trick question. And, <laughs> And and it's not fair because if I got to fire any of the assistant coaches, then that means the coach ain't doing his job because I'm doing it for him. So that means that he needs to go, and that means he's not doing his job because he is not evaluating his coaching staff the way he should, which he has not done because of what's been going on. But I will say this, if it was up to me, it would be some players fired because they're the ones that are doing their job. There's a couple guys out there playing that ain't doing what they're supposed to do, ain't in the right spots, aren't understanding the defense. Gary, it was a pretty uh, straightforward question, buddy. I know, but you took me there because <laughs> I can't – I mean, my, my hope and expectation every year is the Browns make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. I mean, if you're a Browns fan, that's what you want. And when they don't go, it's disappointing. So, yeah, it's easy to uh, sit back and say, oh, do this, do that. Let's just play better. Let's, let's, let's be on the same page. Let's 
you know, it, it, there's a whole lot wrong with this team. And, and, and we're going to see if they do keep Kevin Stefanski one more year and we do this again, I ain't talking no 8-8 eight and 9-8 eight and, uh, and, eight and whatever. They got to go and be like win the division, all that. Gary, so they, let me ask you then, buddy. They win the final three games this year. Let's take yeah. the P word out of the equation, but they're 9-8. and eight. Yeah. Do they still have to make changes to the staff? Hello? All right. Gary got none of the bits we were doing, but he no. did, he did take okay. two minutes of our time, and we appreciate him for that, Gary. You were uh, a gentleman and uh, a gentleman. scholar. Let's go with Bob. Bob, can, can you fulfill the basic requirements of the bit? Yes. All right. So if I give you the choice to either make the playoffs or fire Stefanski and or parts of his coaching staff, what would you as a Browns fan choose? Make the playoffs. Ah, okay. Now, whatever you had to say, we, we, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, it, but uh, apathy, uh, it's just a culmination of 23 years of the same thing. You know, I've been going to Browns games forever, and you're always cheering and, yeah, and high-fiving. And even when you're home, you're, you know, my, my whole household can hear when the Browns have a touchdown. I'll yell, Browns, touchdown, or something. The last couple of weeks, I'm sitting watching television and something good happens with the Browns, I go, okay, good. Oh, touchdown? Oh, that's nice. And, you know, the wife has no idea they had a touchdown. Can I I'm ask just, you about that, yeah. Bob? Because sure. they've won three of their last four games. And and listen, the, the Bengals game really pissed me off, so I understand if it's this. But they've won three of the last four games. Why is the apathy hitting you now? It, well, it's been hitting me for a while, but the problem is, I think, is Every year we have a lot to look forward to. Oh, it's going to be a good year. This is going to happen. And it, it happens, you know. Oh, we got Johnny Manziel. He's going to do it. Okay, good. Oh, no, now, you know, quarterback. After, we, we look forward to the beginning of the year, and by the end of the year it's just turned into a, a real mess. And, you know, show me. Bob, we appreciate you, buddy. And I – you know, Bob said something there, Dustin, that I, it, yeah. it baffles me a little bit. Um, I don't think what's happened the last three years is anything like what happened the previous 20 years. Like, it's not been sunshine and rainbows. We had the very real high of 2020. but And, and last year was a disappointment. It was an eight-win disappointment. Like, the, the 20 years before, the disappointments were, uh, we thought maybe they could win eight games and they won three games. Or we thought maybe they might finally break above 500 and they got the number one pick. Or they were tanking. Like, I'm not, it's not to say this is the, this, there is good disappointment, but I disagree that the last three years, at least in my own mind, that I tie it in with the 20 years. And really, it was, it was probably about 13 years. It was the final five years of Randy Lerner and the first 10 years of Jimmy. I don't. I don't tie the last three years in with those. 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 What? Fifteen years. Thirteen years. Whatever it was. Carry the two beforehand. I just. I. It's a different thing to me. Even though it's still not as successful as we want it to be. It's been the most successful run we've had. Um, even though it's it's kind of taken a bit of a downturn the last two years. Um, and again, you know, I, I I go back to that 2020 season, and I wonder if that was an, an anomaly that the Browns were able to have that success and win the playoff game in the COVID year, or if it was, you know, if it is what Stefanski is, or, you know, a really good coach that 
is you know going to get better and maybe just had a couple of down seasons and now has his quarterback? I I, I don't have that answer. I think it's that's for the Browns to decide. But I, I'll say this much: they certainly have to look at some things internally and in some areas that they're lacking and make some really tough decisions this offseason, not based on how the season finishes in terms of wins and losses, but based off of performance and look at the season as a whole in totality and say, okay, we need to fix X, Y, Z because we've got this roster in place. We've got this window to win for the next, you know, couple, three years, right? I mean, it it should be a, a playoff team for sure the next three seasons. And if things don't change, I just don't see them being that type of team. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.